and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your host, Joe. Now, as ever, many thanks for listening in, liking and subscribing. And if you haven't done so, do us a favor and go ahead and smash that like. And uh, why not subscribe if you're here with us for the first time? Tap the bell, select all notifications, and you'll never miss a cheeky podcast. If you haven't already joined us in the Discord or Patreon, uh, links in the description below. We've got a fantastic community at Cheeky Crypto, talking crypto 24-7. And I guarantee if you check it out, you won't be disappointed, I promise. And most importantly, it's absolutely free to join. Now, going to get into some uh, crypto market talk on this Saturday evening. Uh, first of all, um, just want to put out for the regular viewers, apologies for this podcast uh, coming out late on uh, Saturday evening. I've had an awful lot going on uh, today. been finishing recording some videos, uh, a crypto basic video for the community, and uh, also just doing other things for the community as well. It's been quite a busy day. Unfortunately, uh, Mike and Imran again couldn't uh, be with me here today, but as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, uh, just bear with us. I'm sure we'll have the whole team back on next week. Now, let's have a look at the, the market, shall we? So we know it appreciate it's the weekend, so it's uh, been a little bit slower, a little bit sideways. We had you know, the, the massive uh, dump over the last uh, couple of days. I don't actually believe that's over, and I'll get onto that in a moment. So uh, time of recording, uh, we've got global crypto market is standing at 1.02 trillion. That's down a further 2.2% uh, in 24 hours. So we've had, looks like we've had the majority of the dump for now, potentially, uh, but you know, we're, still, we're still sneaking on down. So just a quick look at Bitcoin. We've got Bitcoin, you know, $21,266. Uh, that's down uh, another half a percent. And Ethereum is Ethereum's gone down significantly more. Um, Ethereum's $1,613, down, down another 5%. So it looked, it looked pretty bad yesterday and it's really pulled back. And uh, you know, if you were following me um, in the in the community, you know I was um, short on Ethereum. I actually closed this one out. Uh, it looks like it closed out a little bit early. Uh, reason being was because I wasn't um, fully happy with my um, uh, position on Ethereum. I had some better shorts on some of altcoins, which I, I believe to be in a better position. But, you know, I'm not disappointed. I don't get greedy, just locking in gains um, all the way. Now, looking uh, across the market, I'm really looking right across the top 100, to be honest. There is virtually, virtually nothing in the green and not, nothing of significance at all. Uh, and some some coins have taken some pretty horrific hits on the seven day uh you know got um fata down 24 percent uh axi infinity 25 percent ape coin oh ape coin yeah down 25 percent as well um, that one hurts a little bit uh v chain down 21 percent uh one it did get short on so that was good good news for uh, me uh but you know if, if again if you're holding holding v chain you know i wouldn't panic i'm also holding um v chain as well so even though I did get short on it, I didn't. I didn't actually sell my whole bag. I'm still. I'm still a hodler on V Chain. I still, uh, you know, believe in the project. I think it's a great project, and I, I'm not too worried about V Chain. Uh, Algorand, yep, down eighteen percent. Um, we've got Chainlink down twenty four. Near Protocol, that was one that got hit really hard. Uh, down just under thirty percent. And let's see if we've got any other ones of significance. Um. Now, Shiba Inu um, is, that, is, up, is still up on the seven days. Um, that's one of the rare ones that's actually uh, held up. It's up three, 
uh, sorry, at time recordings. Yeah, it's up 3% at time recording on seven days. So yeah, it's pulling back now, but obviously not been hit as bad as the others, but that was obviously because it had that it had that pump a few days ago. It's still, you know, look, looking um, fairly bullish until until this pullback. Now we'll get into some um, crypto news again. There's there's various opinions on why why this crash has happened. I I am not changing my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. I still believe that I was right in saying that you know the Dow Jones. Nasdaq, the S&P, all the equities were at major resistance. The DXY was was still looking bullish to me, and it, you know, poor inflation and news was coming coming out across the board. Yes, it didn't go as bad as we expected in the US, but it seems to be getting worse in Europe. Now, picking up a story here, one one reason I think you know potential uh, reasons why there was you know a significant market crash is. Um, you know, the market's potentially plumbing on global inflation fears. So the decline in crypto prices appears to be linked to poor inflation data in Germany, according to Coindesk, uh, which, which I find quite interesting. I wouldn't say that's the only reason uh, why, why, you know, markets crashed and, um, you know, crypto crashed. But again, it's all adding fuel to the fire. That's what it's all about. We know it came out as 10.1%. Uh, uh, in the UK and, and just this week. Now, the decline started overnight trading coinciding with unexpectedly high inflation data in Germany. Germany's annual producer inflation figures rose to a record high of 37% in July versus expectations of 32%. Producer prices reflected the price of goods and services sold by manufacturers for a region. Uh, the German PPI data is uh, analogous to the US PPI data, um, the U.S. was reading at 9.8% in comparison. Following the announcement, the probability of the U.S. Federal Reserve raising the federal funds rate 75 basis points increased uh, to 44.5% from 41% uh, daily earlier. That's according to a Fed Watch, uh, uh, the CME Fed Watch. So, yeah, it's quite interesting um, what's going on in Europe. Um, there's definitely um, some, you know, significant uh, problems. We're also seeing uh, the Turkish lira um, continuing to crash. These are all, uh, you know, macroeconomic news that I, I, I appreciate that a lot of people are here just for the crypto. And, you, you know, we're, we're crypto investors. We may not be um, stocks investors, but we, we need to, uh, in, in my opinion, um, you know, stay on track of this news. And the reason being is because you better believe it's going to affect the crypto market. The crypto market now is starting to mature year on year. And that, the further it matures, the further it's going to be affected uh, by macroeconomic news. So that's why we need to continue um, focusing on, on the news, folks. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bearish across the board. You know, continues to be. We're still um, seeing plenty of people on, on Twitter being bullish, uh, plenty of other uh, channels and influencers um, being bullish. I've got look, no, no problem with, you know, I, I also, you know, like to watch other channels. Um, I know, you know, uh, Chris and Nick will, you know, watch um, other channels, you know, see, see what's going on. There's absolutely no problem with that. I think there's lots of other um, great influencers out there. You know, we, we also, you know, we have, we have the crypto boys. We have Adam Bergman on the show. I've got some, you know, uh, good news coming for you soon that we're going to have, you know, another um, another YouTuber hopefully coming on the podcast uh, soon that I'm in contact with. So that's going to be definitely something that you're going to want to um, look out for. So, you know, the point I'm making is, is that 
there's always going to be, you know, people on um, both sides. We are just trying to read the market as best as we can and keep it real for you all out there. And this is the reason that we believe um, lower lows are coming. We're just using technical analysis. We're looking at the news. We're, you know, we're looking at probability. And, you know, what we are seeing on this channel and on the Cheeky Crypto main channel is, is nothing extremely bullish um, at the moment. And obviously, you know, Nick is smashing um, the technical analysis. We've also got um, Festoon and Savage doing an absolutely fantastic job for the community, uh, putting out technical analysis out in the Discord and out for um, uh, people in the Trader Tier Patreon. If that's anything you're interested in, again, like I've mentioned, links in the description below, definitely go um, check that out. So we've got this technical analysis pointing to these um, lower prices. And yeah, if, if anyone's got like different opinions, please just drop us comments uh, below. I've got absolutely no problem with that. I, I'm always, you know, up for debate. I'm always really interested in hearing um, different people's opinions. And look, don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm happy to flip bullish if the macro environment changes. But what I'm looking at at the minute is I'm just not seeing any of that. So how long is this going to drag on for? It's really going to be hard to predict. We always say timing is the hardest um, thing to predict. We know we've got September coming up. We've got a lot of key dates coming up. And, you know, September is also, um, you know, historically a, quite a bearish month for crypto. You know, can, can, can history be different? Of course it can. So we can't, we can't just use that as a, as a guarantee. But, you know, it's what the dates, it's the dates that we've got um coming up it's what the elliott wave uh, theory is is pointing to uh, and and other indicators so i think it's we know it's going to be an interesting month again just you know thank you for watching the channel thank you for staying engaged i think uh you know you're going to um do well from uh, being engaged in this period because we are in a bear market and you know we always hear that generational level wealth is made by people who invest in a bear market and not people who buy at the top of the market and end up and then end up um, selling selling lower you want to that's that's the nature of this game folks it's buy low and sell high now do i think there's good prices out there to be dollar cost averaging get not financial advice it's just my opinion i do believe that some projects are absolutely fantastic prices uh, when you, especially when you look at where uh, they've come from from on, from the top however i still believe the majority of the cross across the board uh, you know you've got better uh, prices to come and that's just my opinion and that's why i'm you know holding my money or the vast majority of it rather and i'm keeping it on the side now we'll get into some of the crypto news um, so we've got many uh, board ape NFTs are in danger of getting liquidated as uh, borrowed money uh, comes back to bite. So the NFT lending platform Bendow has collateralized almost three percent of the entire board ape collection, and many NFTs have recently entered what they're calling the danger zone of liquidation. So dozens of board ape yacht clubs uh, NFTs uh, purchased and borrowed. Uh, money um, you know, sit perilously close to being forcibly sold. And there's worry that that could trigger even more liquidations. So that's definitely, you know, going to be a worry uh, for, you know, people who are sitting on these NFTs because it's a, it's a market that again is, is very speculative, is, is very early, certainly hasn't um, matured or had the time to mature as much as the, as the wider crypto market. So uh, could there be a flash crash? We already know, um, that the prices have already you know significantly dropped in the NFT 
uh, market. Now, I, I'm positive and I, I'm long um, for the NFT market in the future. I think it's going to be really, really important for uh, wider adoption. And I think, you know, the use cases of, of NFTs is, is vast. And I think it's just going to be a global industry that's going to become huge. But like I said, it's still very early at the minute. And it does, it does concern me, you know, with people take, you know, with NFTs being uh, collateralized in such a way and, and people still, you know, taking out loans to buy them. So the, say the problem is brewing at Bendow, it's a peer-to-peer lending service that lets users borrow uh, ETH or against their NFTs. Customers can typically take out a loan equal to 30 to 40% of the NFT collection's floor price. Like, I'm just reading it. You can already sense the trouble. And uh, for the min- uh, all the minimum price to purchase one on the open market with the NFT pledged as collateral. Now, how does that go wrong? Well, if floor prices go down and what has happened, floor prices have tumbled in recent months. So much so that 45 of the 272 board apes with Bendow loans, uh, Bendow loans, sorry, uh, tied to them are now in the platforms, what they're calling the danger zone. And that's when an NFT use as collateral is close uh, to being auctioned off. So to summarize, essentially, there's $5.3 million worth of bored apes that are at risk of being liquidated. I mean, wow, that's that's pretty pretty scary. And you know, Bendow is um, is is popular uh, among uh, NFT collectors. Um, you know, so the scope of any fire sale, you know, is is going to be big. Um, I think if these are going to get sold off cheap, I bet there's going to be buyers. You better believe there's going to be buyers. They're gonna they're gonna come in and gonna gonna uh, scoop these up. But but the the problem, it really, the, the mass liquidation event, it's going to have you know uh, serious implications on other NFT lending services. Now, I, NFT lending services is not really something I've looked into. I've looked into a bit of you know crypto lending services, and you know I'm on I'm on the Nexo exchange. I have a very a very very uh, small amount of my uh, portfolio on Nexo, and you know I use the Nexo um, credit card, so I'm aware of a bit of crypto lending. NFT lending wasn't something I'd looked into. I never something I really, you know, crossed my mind that was out there. But yeah, it's it's been quite interesting for me to educate myself and find out that you know so many of these NFTs are actually bought on credit. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Again, it's just one of those industries. Again, we see we see, we seem to never learn in crypto. We just it seems that it's just constant, constant. Um, more and more seems to be coming out of the the last bull run. Uh, that seems to have been propping it up was just over collateral over collateralization and uh, that's what's getting us into trouble now as the market has inevitably inevitably pulled back again if anyone's uh, you know bought an nft on credit or anything yeah i'd love, love to hear about it leave us a comment below now uh we've also got uh, the S- sbi has lost 40 percent of the hash rate after stopping uh, mining in russia now after 10 terminating mining operations in Russia's mining-rich region of Siberia in February. SBI does still continue to run some mining activity um, in the country. Now, who's SBI? Well, SBI is a a giant, essentially, a giant giant company. It's a Japanese uh, financial holdings um, uh, company. And they've partly terminated uh, cryptocurrency mining in Russia uh, due to uh, geopolitical uncertainty and just the fact that we're going you know, to deep in this um, bear market. So they've suspended their, the mining operations in, in Siberia 
uh, they've, they've cited the reasons, like I've just mentioned, you know, the Russia-Ukraine uh, conflict and the ongoing um, uh, bear market. This this was um, you know announced um, this week. So again, absolutely mind mind-boggling um, numbers. Um, the termination contributed to SBI's crypto asset business reporting pre-tax. Man, this is bearish. <laughs> reporting the pre-tax loss of nine. Uh, 0.7 billion yen that's 71 uh, million dollars us in, in just q2 alone uh the group back uh, recorded uh, a 2.4 billion dollar yen a 17.5 million dollar in net losses um also just you know posting its first quarterly loss in a decade so yeah the first quarterly loss in a decade so you know really um, they've been on a been on a good run, but it just shows you what these you know if you overstretch and and the market um turns against you, you know that heavily heavily um, invested into uh, Bitcoin mining, and you know I do think again I do think Bitcoin mining is something that will will turn profitable again in the future. It's just again it's time in that market when when is that going to happen? But it's certainly um, appearing to be a risky business at the moment and certainly not as profitable. We've already seen signs again that miners are continuing um, to sell to sell their Bitcoin, and you know we've seen we've seen we've seen that that crypto getting loaded um, onto exchanges. It, it's there. You can just follow follow the addresses. So I do think that is you know it's just one part. It's not. It's not fifty percent. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not like a massive, massive chunk. But all, all these things that anything that's adding to sell pressure, and certainly miners, you know, selling, and if the, if the hash rate is, um, you know, plummeting, or you know, mining does not become as profitable, it's just. It's just again. I've said it's fuel for the fire. It's fuel for the fire, ladies and gentlemen. And um, you know, not not bullish news. Really, really not great. So that's what's going on with mining at the minute. Now. Bit more of a fun, I, I think it's a bit more of a fun story. I think you know this, this is kind of great stuff that I like to read. Now, it, it, it's a it's a really mini it's a really mini story, but it, it gives gives you an insight into what what the future could potentially look like in in, in terms of adoption. Now, there, there's a gentleman called uh, Peter uh, Peter McCormack uh, here in the UK, and he essentially bought uh, a, a his a local football team. And uh, he rebranded um, them to uh, Real Bedford Football Club. Now, why am I talking about Real Bedford Football Club? It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, if anyone's listening from outside the UK and thinking, who the hell is Real? It, it, just imagine buying your, your, your small town, um, your small town football or your small town baseball club or, or whatever. That, that's like, that's like the equivalent of this in the UK. Okay. Now he is, this guy is really a, uh, you know, really, he's a crypto maxi. He's really bullish on um, on Bitcoin. And what what I think is absolutely great that he's done, and he, you know, he's he's really um, getting into the media. He's also um, actually you know a popular uh, podcaster. Um, so he's an avid football fan, and he, he just wanted to uh, you know buy his local uh, football club. And <laughs> being um, a Bitcoin advocate. When when he um, acquired uh, the fo- the football club in December uh, last year, he renamed and re- rebranded it. But what what he's brought in is he's brought in um, Bitcoin as um, payment um, at the ground for uh, you know entrance to the match, uh, for for drinks, uh, for for shirts, uh, for you know mer- any any merchandise etc. And I think you know, it's absolutely like fantastic because 
he's essentially trying to um, you know change um, the the ethos behind um, how we can use the, uh, the currency and you know make a name make a name for his um, you know football club and even though this is like a, a you know a low league football club you know a minor a minor club you know it's caught the attention of um, Bitcoin advocates around the world now. Why, why, am I, why am I talking about this? The, again, I, I just find it interesting because yeah, it, it's it's really really small scale, but you don't have to like. It, it's not crazy, I don't think, to like imagine this on on a larger scale. Yet, yes, you know, it, it's early, so we're only going to see it um, adopted in in these small ways by you know these, these crypto fanatics or whatever. But you know, we know that the bigger um, the bit uh, bigger uh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin becomes. Why? Why couldn't we see you know a Premier League uh, team you know in the future accepting um, uh, Bitcoin as payment? Obviously, you know if it gets onto a, you know a large scale of that business, you know would would expect there to be some some regulate regulatory rules. Um, but no, I think this is you know a you know, positive a positive little story for um, you know potentially uh, what wider wider adoption. You know, he said ever since he was a boy, you know, he dreamed of, um, you know, buying his um, lo- local football club. And, you know, the fact that I think it's great as well, because it, 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 the team's even got um, uh, sponsors uh, like from from uh, crypto uh, companies as well, like Gemini. They've got like Gemini to sponsor them as well and and others. Uh, Ledger, Ledger are also um, sponsoring them as well. So. I think this is one of those things that like it just shows you how you can just be you know, like a small team and like get out there in the in the media and there's so many um opportunities in crypto and I f- I think um, this gentleman's been um really clever and especially if the clubs if the clubs like you know financially stable and it's accumulating bitcoin and we, we know obviously we're hoping that the, you know the bitcoin um when when we get a bull market back you know what 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 potential yes it's risky yeah look Guy's taking a risk, and and fair play to him. And I, you know, I respect anyone who who takes who takes these risks. But you know, if we swing back into a bull market, then there you go, Bedford, uh, Bedford, um, sorry, real Bedford, the real Bedford Football Club will be on the map. Now, what's going on in Japan? Because you know, we're still well. It's not actually before I go on to Japan, I want to talk about Mount Gox as well because we still. Um, I don't like to bring up rumors on this channel. We like we like facts on this channel, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, there's a little, there is a rumors circulating that um, we were expecting, um, you know, Mount Gox, uh, you know, Bitcoin to be uh, released back um, to to those uh, investors who've been waiting all these uh, years for it. Uh, this month in August, we haven't had like any date or any you know announcement that that's been happening. But has that been happening in secret? Well, we don't know. It's possible that some. And may or may have already been um, sold off, cashed in, or maybe it's not been cashed in. Maybe it's just been released to investors, and and they're sitting on it. I've had a difference of opinion um, with what is actually going to happen to the um, you know a lot of this Mount Gox Bitcoin. You know, I know I respect everyone's opinion. Of course, we you know we can all have different opinions, and I think the majority uh, of opinions out there is is that. Um, who the people who get given um, this Bitcoin now because the market, because it's at a time where we, we were in the bear market and the price has dropped, you know, so significantly off the top, you know, here we are at um, $21,000 and, you know, we're a long way off um, 60,000 plus. So, you know, the, the consensus feeling is, is that we'll surely, um, they're going to hold it. Um, if you're, if you're given this Bitcoin, you're going to hold it and wait for back for a bull market. But, 
when you look and read about the um the average price uh that you know these people got their bitcoin in all those years ago you look around about like you know three four five hundred dollars i'm sat here thinking i'm thinking you know if i had let's ten if i had ten bitcoin and and that ten bitcoin cost me five thousand dollars and now that that ten bitcoin um would be worth uh, $200,000. I'm personally, I'm personally cashing in, or I'm certainly cashing in maybe 60, 80%. I might keep a bit. That's just personally what I would do. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm mad. Maybe, maybe the majority of people um, wouldn't do that. And of course, you know, it's all going to be about do those, do those people who have been waiting for this Bitcoin need money? Maybe they don't need money. Maybe they're just going to be happy to sit on it. So I think, it's going to be a hard metric to judge. I think some will sell, some won't. I mean, I know that's flipping obvious, Joe, of course it is. Um, but I actually, I'm leaning to more are going to sell. Um, but yeah, but the general consensus out there is, is that more aren't going to sell. So again, if you've got an opinion on uh, what you think uh, uh, people who get their money back off Mount Cox will do, leave us a comment below. Really interested to hear. Now, also in Japan, uh, after four years, uh, Japan has actually uh, brought back its uh, first uh, crypto ATM. So the local exchange, uh, Gaiaco, is set to roll out crypto ATMs in Tokyo and Osaka and has outlined plans for 130 of them over the next three years. That's quite, that's quite a few, isn't it? Um, so crypto ATMs, or also known as BTMs, according to uh, local terminology, uh, yep, I said they're back after a lengthy uh, four-year um, hiatus. Now, um, despite uh, Bitcoin ATMs having made their debut in Tokyo as early as 2014, uh, the country hasn't seen um, any active digital asset ATMs since the crypto winter of 2018, uh, which saw local exchange CoinCheck hacked for $530 million. Oh dear. And uh, that, that, you know, that brought the local sector to its knees, and that, that was kind of the end of uh, crypto ATMs for them. Now, it's, I think it's you know it's bullish news to think that that you know that they're back. Obviously, we, we don't want to see any more hacks. Uh, obviously, we don't want to see any hacks on a guy. Now, this is just in Japan, but again, I do think you know global adoption. I think these machines are going to um, you know move around, spring up. Now, it's all obviously it is heavily uh, important about uh, regulation and rules with these machines. Obviously, they are. I, I don't know what the rule is in the, in the US currently. It, it may vary state to state. And, um, you know, don't, don't quote that. Do your own research on that. Um, but I do know that they're outlawed in the UK currently. I can't speak for other countries. But I, I kind of feel that there's something that, you know, when we um, get regulations in across the board globally, I think we're going to see an uptick um, in these um, Bitcoin uh, cash machines um, all, over, all over the place. And let, let's hope that... Um, Let's hope that there's a lot of uh, different cryptocurrencies, especially the ones you know, that survived the bear market um, that we can you know, potentially um, see on these. But yeah, the ones in Japan um, currently allow uh, users to withdraw a maximum of $747 or, or 100,000, uh, that is 100,000 Japanese uh, yen currently uh, per transaction. And uh, I'm not surprised that they're limited to those amounts at the, mo at the moment. And the obvious reason, it, it's just part of... Um, anti-money laundering um, compliance measures. So again, it, if we see these BTMs around um, different different countries, uh, they're gonna fit in with uh, whatever the, the anti-money laundering and compliance measures are. But yeah, hopefully we get, get regulation and this is something again we'll see and it'll be good for uh, global adoption. 
Now, more news with Celsius again. Seems to you know Celsius seems to be getting uh, back in the news over uh, the last few days. Now, uh, back bankrupt crypto lender Celsius is now saying um, that it's likely uh, that they've got enough cash uh, to last through to the end of the year, and that's come from the uh, chief financial officer. And he's, he said it, you know, during the, uh, these ongoing uh, bankruptcy hearings um, in New York. And he's saying that they're going to basically receive additional funds via maturing loans, sales, and using um, tax savings. Uh, bank, bankrupt crypto lender Celsius Network. Um, this is uh, claiming it's got this money, and it's from, like I said, it's from the uh, chief financial officer. His name is Chris uh, Ferraro. And you know he's had to say this under under um, open uh, testimony, so you know after back it, he's saying sixty one million dollars in loans uh, made to um, uh, Bitfinex um, that are maturing over the next few weeks, as well as still roughly twenty million dollars in sales, uh, sorry twenty million dollars in savings on sales and using taxes on uh, mining rigs that Celsius purchased. Now. This isn't bullish. Um, this is not bullish, ladies and gentlemen. We know how much of a hole um, Celsius is in. Um, you know, it came out this week that it, you know it's a lot worse um, than we're expecting. Uh, the only positive, the only positive of this is, is that, like I said, they're saying that it's, they've got enough to, um, you know, keep going uh, through the end of the year. Why? Because why is this important? Because this. Um, this bankruptcy um, case, you know, could go on in, in the court for some time still. And, you know, if, if, um, if, if they didn't last through to the end of the year, it's gonna, it's gonna, um, it's gonna complicate the situation and, you know, probably, um, you know, it is, it is going to be detrimental to the situation as well. So again, set, like I mentioned on the last podcast, I don't have an opinion on how this one's going to end. I just, I just hope, um, the best, the best possible outcome uh, comes out uh, for investors and you know the un- unfortunate people who had um, crypto uh, on the platform. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and um, that's all I've got for you on this uh, Saturday evening. I hope you've had, you hope you have a fantastic weekend um, overall. And uh, your next podcast there uh, will uh, get out. I'll probably be, um, you know, looking. Said we've got projects um, coming up. There's, there's things to look um, really look forward to in the future. Uh, thank you for being patient with us. I said it's going to be great to have the whole team um, back on um, uh, next week. And yeah, we've got like I said, we've got um, interviews lined up as well that I think you're really, uh, really going to enjoy. I said if you're brand new of us here for the first time, um, you know, and you've just subscribed, thank you for subscribing. You know, to all the new viewers, we really appreciate all your support. And yeah, we're nearly up to 1,200 subscribers now in such a short uh, space of time. We're absolutely, you know, over the moon. That I said, Bitcoin may be going down, but this podcast is pumping. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The only other final thoughts I got for you as well. Again, if you trade in this market. Um, please be safe. Please um, use risk management at all times. That that's that's the only advice um, I can give you. That's certainly um, what what I do. When I say that's the advice I give you, I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't give you financial advice. I can only just recommend um, that you use risk management when trading. And as I always say, no stop loss, no trade. Have a great weekend, and I'll catch you all in the next one.